Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas would soon be there. The children were all nestled snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama, in her kerchief and I in my cap, had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. in the verse can stop me. The show begins. What's going on guys? My name is Alden Nero and welcome to episode 50 of the Midnight Hour. Dun, dun, dun. I'm joined today by consistent co-host from the bottom of the ocean. You know, every time I do this intro, I always think to myself, yeah, that's what I'll say. I'll say this, like, succinct sentence that fits together nicely. And then I start talking, and I'll like, oh, ocean, uh, sea, uh, wrestling guy. And the best part is that we've been doing this for 50 episodes now, and I still listen to you talking and go, oh, shit, I need to talk now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just panic in series. What was the one time you said, uh, it stuck for like four episodes. It was like, uh, uh, hi, I'm always here. My name's yeah. Jack and I'm always here. Yeah, because I was always there at that point. And then, then, then you stopped always being Life there. happened, yeah. yeah. That's what happened. Sometimes um, life just... This, you know, this was back in the days when this thing was weekly. <laughs> yeah, which, to be fair, <laughs> there since we actually started the podcast, there have only been like a hundred weeks. Yeah, so you know we're we're batting one for two. I don't know how true that is. I, yeah, yeah, no, that sounds about right. It's been about two years, isn't it? Yeah, year and a half, maybe seventy-five weeks. In three months, it will have been two years. Oh wow, shit. Um, I want to say I'm in, um, staying in someone's house for the weekend. I'm minding it for them while they are in Manchester, and there's two dogs, and I now know how they get the sound effects in The Walking Dead. Um. <laughs> They just keep growling at each other, and it just, it's really off-putting. So, you may hear them. You can probably hear them right now. And uh, that's just going to be a fun addition to this week's episode. Also, I'm in a kitchen because it's the only place I could set my computer. My screen is gigantic. Like, it's too big for what it is. Um, so, I'm in a kitchen, which means I think I'll be a little bit more... Uh, my voice will boom a little bit more. Mm. So, nice echo to it. Yeah, um, which I think adds to a layer of, you know, the dreamlike sensibility that yeah. we're attempting to tap into in oh, yeah. this show itself, because obviously we're right on the cusp of your subconscious, and yeah. 
<laughs> that all flowed really nicely. It right? is. It is the time of year where it is generally accepted that a fat old man in a velvet suit sneaks down your chimney in the middle of the night and leaves presents at the foot of children's beds and that is something that society has come to accept but a man wants to be a primary school teacher and suddenly he's a paedophile <laughs> but it's that that's that time of year kids let's revel in the joy of it but the cool thing about Christmas is that you know exactly how many days off you have and it's such a novelty time that anything goes it's Christmas fuck it so what if I've had eight beers already and it's nine o'clock and I'm in work it's Christmas. Once it hits December, I can do whatever I want. Um, so what if you put champagne in orange juice and have croissants for breakfast? You're English, it's Christmas, suddenly you're French and it's European. Viva la France. Exactly. Like, exactly. I, yeah, I could not have put it better myself. Um, I know. We should probably start this Christmas episode off with um, this story from the other day when I got sleep paralysis for the first time. Oh, <laughs> man. On the subject of intruders breaking into your house and stuff, um, have you ever had it before? No, I haven't, and I'm I'm really not enthusiastic about ever getting it, to be honest. It was legitimately one of my biggest fears, and I have not slept on my back in years and years, because I learned about sleep paralysis, and I just thought, like, I'm kind of, well, not so much lately, but... Um, in my teens, I was a very anxious person. I used to have a lot of pent-up mm. anxiety and stuff, and I thought that sleep paralysis would basically cripple me. Um, <laughs> but I had it the other night. I was uh, really, really stressed. It was Sunday night, and I was just super stressed. I just could not get to sleep at all. Um, I mm. get up for work at about half past seven. I used to get up a lot earlier. Um, but it was like 13 minutes to 2 a.m., and... I'm just a person who, when I was younger, I used to be that annoying person that brags about how little sleep they can function on. As an adult, I fucking love sleep, and if you oh, deprive yeah. me of it, I, I hate everything. Like, So <laughs> it's really hard for me to exist without sleep, so I was also stressed about the fact that I wasn't getting to sleep. So um, I, put on this, uh, I put on some music, um, a band called Explosions in the Sky, which, contrary to their aggressive-sounding name, are a lovely band to listen mm. to, especially when you need to get asleep. And I dozed off somewhere in the area of half past two or thereabouts. And yeah, this uh, sleep paralysis thing happened exactly like how you read it. Like I knew exactly what it was, not at the yeah. time, but at the time I was fucking terrified. Um, there was like this kind of like loud. It sounded like creaking. Mm. floorboards creaking but not consistently like more like like wow. kind of a way and um it kept going on and on and on and there was this thing next to me and i knew that it was there like i sensed it was there yeah and i was like trying to turn my head to look at it but the only thing i could move were my eyes so i was there like ah, shit. trying to look at this thing and i just couldn't do it and then it got closer and closer and it it touched off me and i saw it and it was like uh, um like a man, but he had no mm. face. It was completely blurred out, oh, like shit. covered in blackness. And um, I tried so hard to scream. And I feel like I did scream, yeah. but I know I didn't. Um, I think it was a noise that the demon thing was making. And yeah. like for anyone who doesn't know what sleep paralysis is, this isn't a dream thing. This is like, for all intents and purposes, this happens to you in real life. Yeah. Um, but um, 
later on, like, I woke up and I didn't actually even register it for, like, a few minutes. And then I was, like, <laughs> my body was, I was just really on edge. I felt as if yeah. I had a serious exam coming up or... yeah. But I was just trying to, like, oh, what am I so... Like, it's Monday morning, yeah, that's shit, but, like, why yeah. am I so worked up or whatever? And then I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that thing happened. And all throughout the day, my heart was racing. Like, I was shit. shaking and stuff. But mentally, I was completely over it. I knew what it was. Yeah. I just, you know, I filed it under sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah. Um, first time that's ever happened. That's a thing. Like, it's mm. there. It's happened. Um, But in my... I don't know. My body was processing it all day, so... Yeah, man, that, that. that one, that shit will, uh, that will really shit you up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, does, that does not sound like a good time. Mm-mm. At all. But, um, it's surprisingly common. I spoke to a, pe- a couple of people in work about it, and, um, one of the guys was like, oh, once you get used to it, it's actually kind of fun, because it's really, really trippy and stuff, mm. which I fully get, like, why it would be like that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I just had a full day of, like, this pent-up fucking... Like fast. Yeah, energy. anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. So, yeah, it's uh, like a. I've. I've. This is. This is. This is going to sound uh, tame in comparison, but I've. Um, I spilled my milk yesterday. Yeah. I. I and I cried. I literally <laughs> cried. Um, because of you. Because I moved into uni in September. Um, I'm living with uh, four other guys. Uh, five other guys. Sorry. Um, and my room is just around the corner from the top of the stairs, um, next to the bathroom. So. Um, the flushing of the toilet doesn't bother me, but what I really like, you know, when you're falling, you're falling asleep, and everything's kind of louder than it is. Yeah. Um, you know, your your ears become really sensitive because you've got your eyes closed, all of the other senses kind of you know turned down, as it were. Yeah. Um, your ears are really sensitive, and I've had to get used to this. But people will go to the toilet, and or they'll walk past my room, and they'll put their hand on the wall to steady themselves. The wall, yeah. like the outer wall of my bedroom, to steady themselves as they're going around the corner, and I kind of brush their hand along it, and it will make this kind of like shh noise with their hand as they do it, and it just echoes in my room. Like it doesn't actually echo because I've heard them doing it when you know during the day or whatever, and it's barely there. It's barely a sound. But when you're when you're half asleep, yeah, and someone does it, and it's like ah, oh, suddenly I'm awake. Yeah, <laughs> well, fuck. But you know, I've kind of got used to it now. But that was really terrifying for the first few weeks that that was happening it's really um it's really weird just sometimes waking up i i always feel like um (laughs) to tie it in with christmas right (laughs) my first memory of christmas is coming downstairs and finding a bike um wrapped up under the christmas tree like it had a bow on it or whatever and it's a bicycle and it's really weird for me to think of that because that's a memory that's placed in my head and it's always the f- it's the first Christmas thing I ever remember, right? Mm. But, like, when I'm remembering that, it probably never happened because if you think about it, a, a bicycle with a bow on it is one of the most stock footage... Yeah, images. Yeah, mm. from, like, American TV. And, like, most of our lives are television, to be honest. Um... I don't remember ever even owning a bike until I was like five or six, mm-hmm. if not even older than that. And that was a bike that does not match the one in my head in the yeah. memory. So you get like, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you have the same sort of relationship with your memories of Christmas, but I just have a lot of them that don't add up with when I mm. actually analyze them properly. I realize that they're not real memories and most of your memories are not accurate representations mm. of 
your memories become the stories that you tell about your memories and yeah. because you're trained to tell stories in a narrated kind of a fashion where stories have a beginning a middle and an end rather than being an actual recount of the yeah. details um, your memories become that too so they also become completely mm. fake what I find really strange about waking up and just the first kind of hour of being awake like sitting on the bus and stuff is just flushing all the dreams out of your head where like I have like a, a lot of times where I just don't know if something was a dream or not and I have to just be awake for a little bit longer before mm. my mind can confidently you know scratch something off as being a dream or mm. a thing that legitimately happened and that's weird and fascinating at the same time yeah see I've, I've never really been I've never really been one to dream but you say about like coming down on Christmas morning and you know see, seeing that bike I, I've, I don't really I don't know if you know my girlfriend says that it's weird that because I've got quite a good memory as far as um, like conversations that have happened recently, and even you know, I'm I'm turning into my dad in the way that I'm an absolute sucker for random facts, mm-hmm. yeah. um, anything QI related, you know that kind of thing. I you know I'm just all over the facts train, as it were, um, and but then I just don't seem to have childhood memories. Yeah. Um, like I don't have anything solid. Like someone said to me, "What's your first memory?" And it's like, um, well, I had chicken last week. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember that for sure. But then, it's, but then, but seriously, beyond about maybe five, I don't remember anything. Like, and Christmas, you know, it's always been special. It's always been, you know, Christmas. But it, for some reason, there's no real solid me- Christmas memories for me. Yeah, I get you. I, like, oh. I can remember a couple of Christmases offhand and what year they were because of things that also happened. Yeah. Not, not like, you know, just... Yeah, I, re- I remember events that happened on Christmas Day, but they weren't Christmas events. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it, I mean, it was, what, 11 years ago now, the Christmas, the um, the tsunami on Boxing Day. Fucking hell, yeah. Is that 2004? I guess so. Yeah, I think so, 2004. That was 11 years ago now, and I remember, I remember watching the news on Boxing Day about that, and I remember, and the other real vivid Christmas memory that I've been, I've actually been punishing my sister ever since this, but she had conjunct, she had really severe conjunctivitis um, on Christmas Eve, and it kept her awake until like 4am Christmas Day. Oh shit. So my parents had to take her to like emergency care and stuff like that, it was that bad. Fucking hell. Um, on Christmas morning, on like 4am like Christmas morning. So obviously she didn't wake up till like three or four p.m. in the after in the evening or in the afternoon, sorry, on Christmas Day. And I was old enough where my parents, where I would, you know, obviously be really excited to open presents and stuff, not having a clue what I could have gotten. And my parents were like, "Oh, you can't open anything till your sister gets up." <laughs> and I was, I was young. I was nine. Uh, that's young to me, anyway. <laughs> I was like eight or nine, maybe. Yeah, I think that's you. You know, so I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, I'm not the sick one. I'm perfectly, I've been up since six. <laughs> this is shit. I used to get up at five. Yeah, just getting up ridiculously early. Yeah, like, I, I also, um, 
along the topic of like memory when it gets to this time of year and it's the morning time and it's dark outside when you wake up and that's really fucked up so like you open your eyes you get up you turn on the light and your eyes sting that is something that i associate with christmas because i've never fucking gotten up when it was dark outside as a kid unless it was christmas and you go into the room you turn on the light you see the tree it burns <laughs> that feeling that's christmas yeah. to me like that feels like actual christmas yeah. and that's something that even as an adult when it gets to that time of year which it is now i um i turn on the light switch my eyes burn and i'm like ah oh, christmas is coming that's pretty cool yeah i'm not I don't, I don't know if as the years go on and i've gotten slightly more cynical but christmas doesn't hold anywhere like it doesn't even hold a light to what it used to be for me. Like uh, I know a lot of people. My girlfriend is definitely one of them that are very pro Christmas, very Christmas enthusiast, enthusiast about Christmas song, Christmas songs, Christmas jumpers, mm-hmm. decorations up as soon as possible. You know like, that kind of thing. But for me now, it's just kind of gotten to the point where it's just like, yeah, cool, time off in it. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of like that too, I guess. Like. I um I'm going to buy a Samsung tablet. Like I'm mm. making enough money now that I can buy things that I want. Um yeah. which is a great place to be at once again. Oh, so yeah. I can be like, "Oh, look, I want this really expensive shiny thing. I'm going to buy that for myself and get excited." Mm. But uh I was going to buy it the other day and I was like, "No, actually. I this will be my Christmas present." Mm. So, I can have something to open on Christmas day just yeah. cuz I haven't had something like that for a long time. I mean, like, my mum always gets me, like, little gifts and stuff. Yeah. But I haven't had anything really, like, substantial in a long time. And it's going to be cool to have that to look forward to. So I guess, I don't know, uh, somewhere inside my cynical exterior, there is a sentimental, Mm. like, thing that's just bursting for expression and stuff. And I don't know, like, see, for me, I come from... um, I don't. I do not come from a traditional family at all, in any sense, and I think that's probably mm. one of the reasons why I'm such a like liberal person and stuff. But um, Christmas for me is nothing to do with Christmas jumpers or any of that. Mm. But I like the time of year, and I like how the atmosphere amongst everyone is generally a much more relaxed one. People are a lot kinder. They're a lot more giving. Um, I love going to the pub on Christmas Eve with my friends and having Christmas yeah. pints like. I like that about Christmas. It's not even anything to do with the tradition. Like it's tradition has never really been a thing I've particularly cared about. And when people like the thing that annoys me the most in the world is old people saying nowadays you can't do it. Like fuck off, shut up. It's world is changing. Move with it or shut the fuck mm. up. Um, things like that. But I like the atmosphere, the tone. I just like how much of an effort everyone makes to accept that there's this sort of almost unity amongst everyone and then mm. you get people who are like ah oh, it's fucking november and they're playing fairy tale new york shut the fuck up it happens every year <laughs> you have to stop complaining about things like that i don't know that uh, i will i will i am stringent on the fact that if there's anything going up christmas wise or happening christmas wise before december 1st that's bullshit december is the christmas month i will allow December to be the Christmas month. But if you're putting up your Christmas tree like middle of November I've I've got I've got a problem with you. I think like to be honest, my mum buys a Christmas tree every year and every mm. year I'm like, No, 
do not get one. We don't need one. Like, it's yeah. not... This isn't what Christmas has to be. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think that anyone even needs any of that shit. But I think if other people want to do it, fair enough. And I think yeah. um, I have this sort of other mentality about the whole Christmas starting earlier than it should thing. Mm. The reason that I appreciate it is because things are... When Christmas first starts rolling out on TV, it's generally October. Mm. Um, and the reason they do that is to remind people like who are uh, below the breadline or people who are single mothers or whatever it reminds them that christmas is coming and they Mm -hmm. can buy their presents cheaper like usually those ads come out when it's actually pre-christmas sales that people don't really know about but the prices are lower and i fully respect that and like that and advocate that like that's fine for me i'm okay with all of that keep doing all Mm -hmm. of that doesn't bother me at all the only thing that bothers me is listening to people complaining about hearing Christmas music at Christmas because it's Christmas and it's going to happen. And, like, yeah, they're all fucking dreadful songs. I think mm. Fairy Tale New York is legit a good song in its, in its own right. And I think if you say it isn't, you're really just bitter. Like, it is a good song. Like, take all the repetitive, like, connotations out of it and you've got yourself a fine song. But, like, I don't know. I don't know why I started that rant as such. No. Um, that, that, one, that that was definitely very fairy tale of New York orientated as well. Mm. There's there's definitely something there, and uh, but I I'm not here to scratch that far beneath the surface of your ch- Christmas based psychology. <laughs> but it's funny because like I don't care for any of it either. Mm. Like, it has no impact on me. There's no like yeah. romantic element of Christmas to me in that sense. It's purely just that I like it. it it's like mm. what I was saying to you earlier. Um, I'm working on christmas eve and i will be working throughout the christmas and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's fine because like there's a novelty factor of being in an office on christmas eve yeah like everyone understands it's not real work but you get paid the exact same it's not that it's not real work you still do your hardest but because everything is just naturally that little bit easier it's Mm. not going to be that busy and stuff it's just cool like it's a really nice atmosphere to be working in and because of that the time goes quicker you have much more uh fun and stuff and mm-hmm. like I'm all about that. Nothing to yeah. do with you know trees and presents. Yeah, it's yeah. Just cool. I was just uh, I was just thinking, and the uh, the only people that I really can understand complaining about Christmas songs are retail workers. Yeah, no, that's um, totally. I've fair. I've worked I've worked retail, um, and it is literally the same ten songs on repeat for eight hours a day. And if you're working that day in day out, then yeah, feel free. I hate Christmas. Because not only do you have to deal with the Christmas, you've also got to deal with Christmas sales. Yeah. Like people can, you know, Christmas is all about goodwill to all and all that. But shit, people can get nasty when a sales on. <laughs> That's true, definitely. Um, there's no real way around that. People no. are fucking animals. Yeah. And people are assholes. Yeah, that's straight up. But you'll find that the majority of people are not. And mm. I think that's one of those things that's... Did you hear that yelp from the dog? Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. It's crazy. Um, they're in a great Christmas spirit as well. Um, yeah, work in retail would be really hard this time of year. Especially because they don't even play like the fun Christmas songs. No. Like, there are good Christmas songs. They play like they play the one. They play the ones that the uh, the company doesn't have to pay too much for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Christmas is. I I think 
all the stuff I was saying about how I don't actually care about the tradition of it. It's just that it's a nice time of year. Mm. Um, I think it's interesting that that is actually the reason there is a Christmas in the first place, is because yeah. winter is really shit. And oh yeah. Before we had electricity and heating, winter was a time where a lot of people died. Yeah. Um, especially, what did you say earlier? The people. The people, the people who put pineapple on their pizza. Uh, I bet I hope they're not planning for offspring because their uh, their genes are weak and their children <laughs> will not survive the winter. Um, exactly. But yeah, like, you know, people 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 say about um, you know winter is coming from the game like Game of Thrones and stuff like that, and that's a genuine worry. Like, yeah, no, people people think, oh yeah, the winter's coming; it's going to be chilly. Mm-hmm. Like, no. People are gonna die. Yeah, no, people die like, in winter. In, like, yeah, like, it still happens nowadays. Like you know, old people that can't afford heating. Yeah. Like a, co- a cold snap will kill off a good percentage of the older population. It's you know, it's a simple fact, really. We had a horrible winter in Ireland yeah. about five years ago, and I think something like twelve or fifteen homeless people just froze to death. Yeah. That's fucking horrible. Like. Yeah. You like that's a thing that happened in winter in 2015. If yeah. you imagine what it was like, like Christmas actually has pagan origins. It comes mm. from, it predates Jesus Christ by a long fucking time. Oh yeah. Um, and that's because around this time every year, it was really hard for people to actually survive. So people came together, helped each other out. Um, there were so many traditions that have actually carried over from paganism into Christianity and mm. what we call Christmas. Um, and it all comes from that idea of just everyone kind of uniting for the same cause, which is essentially survival, and then comfort, and then tradition, and then celebrating that tradition, and then um, the whole idea of giving gifts and stuff like that. But it, I find it really interesting that that's how it's evolved. As it, like, it's purely because of the time of year that it is. It's just a happy coincidence for the Bible and like Christian Christianity. I nearly said Christianism. Yeah, um, Christianity. Christianity that like they've attributed this day to the birth of Jesus. But I actually think that that's probably part of the reason why they did is because it's a ready-made holiday. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, the pagans already had the holiday that is essentially. Christmas, not point five. Yeah. Um, if you if you'd like to call Christmas that we have now Christmas one point oh, but they have essentially just dragged, you know, Christmas out of from the this pagan ceremony, adjusted a few things, claimed that Jesus was born on that day, and gone. Okay, right, cool. There it is. There's your, there's your new holiday. I think it's actually mention it's never mentioned in the bible that it's 25th of december and i think it's kind of acknowledged amongst christians that that's not his actual birthday mm. no it's yeah his just... birthday is placed anywhere between november and march as far as that, I'm aware. yeah I, I think that's exactly right and interestingly enough it's worth mentioning that um saint bridget is the pa- is the patron saint of ireland a lot of people think it's saint patrick um I actually think it might be St. Patrick. She's the patroness. Is that a thing? Is a patroness? I'm not sure. Um, but she, St. Bridget is one of the, she's like a, you know, symbol of saints mm-hmm. for Ireland. Um, her whole uh, day thing, St. Bridget's day is someday in Ireland that gets massively overshadowed by her cousin, 
Patrick, her cousin <laughs> from Wales, who has no Irish affinity at all. Um, but her day used to be a pagan day uh, from a pagan like empress or goddess or something that um, I don't know. It was on the same thing, but they do this with stuff because obviously Christianity absorbed paganism in some mm-hmm. ways. And it's worth mentioning as well that all you people who saw the first Zeitgeist movie and think that you're really edgy with your... Oh, well, Horace was born of a virgin on the 25th of December. Like, no, that's all bollocks. That didn't happen either. It's it's the same idea where they just had a day that was ready-made. Because all around the world, people um, put certain traditions in certain ways. Like, it's a thing that happens. Uh, like, parallel thought patterns and stuff mm-hmm. has always happened. For Like, there's even yeah. parallels in evolution between different sets of species that live in sim- similar habitats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with paganism, all of these pagan things fall in line with Christian things yeah. because they come from essentially the same kind of idea of, you know, whatever celebration it actually is. So, they just said with the whole Jesus thing, they were like, oh, well, look here, everyone comes together in wintertime. What better thing to come together about than the celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior? Mm. So that's what they did. Also, I just want to put it out there that Jesus Christ was a real person. I'm not a Christian. I think I would lean towards agnostic atheist if I had to put a label on what I am. But Jesus Christ was a real person. And because we're talking about Christmas and not being cunts about it, it's just worth mentioning that if you have gone there already in the comment section and said, "Oh, Jesus wasn't real," lol, you're an idiot. So yeah, Jesus, Jesus as a as a human being, whether a messiah, a magician, or whatever you would like to call him, mentally ill, whatever uh, he was. Yeah, yeah whatever he was, he, he was a person. Yeah. Um, he wasn't white skinned. He wasn't. Well, I'm 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 spouting bullshit now, um, but you know the the likelihood is he was you know of uh, olive or you know a, a more brown complexion than a lot of people are accustomed to seeing. Or a lot of people would like to believe. As well. Yeah, a lot of people would like to believe. Yeah. Um. But, um it, like I I find the origin stories of things like this pretty interesting. Mm. In fact, yeah. it's weird, but I never really knew the origin story of Santa. But mm. he was obviously he comes from Saint Nicholas, who was um, the son of these two really this really wealthy couple, um, and he lived in like a mansion and stuff. So he had all of this money, yeah. and they went to the opera one night, and then he Saint Nicholas had to leave the opera because he had a fear of reindeer, and outside his family were murdered uh, in an alley. And that's when he became Santa Claus. <laughs> as soon as soon as you said that they were going to the opera, I was thinking, I hope he turns this into a joke about Batman. Um, that just came lo- to me while I was saying about Lo and behold, is any of that even true? Because I was like nodding along, and then you got Absolutely to the opera, and I was Absolutely none of it. I think the Saint Nicholas connection is true. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I know nothing about Santa. I actually said it, and I was like... Do you know why I went into that thing? Was because I was like, I actually never knew the origin story of Santa. But I said it in a way that made it seem like I knew. Yeah, (laughs) I I genuinely thought that, okay, so he has Googled it and will now enlighten us all as to where Santa has come from. He he donned the red cape. (laughs) Yeah, he donned donned the red cape in his uh, Santa-mobile and now flies around the world. Changing the face of children's lives and changing the face of criminals by beating them black and blue. 
Yeah. But and when you say criminals, you mean naughty children, and when you say black and blue, you mean giving them a lump of coal in their stockings. Yeah, well, that that if you rub coal the, on the, your face, the, the parallel the parallels of uh, if you rub coal on your face, you're asking for a racial incident. Yes, that's uh, true. Actually, <laughs> I was about to say you will get black. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I meant, though. Um, I, yeah, yeah it, other than that, Santa Claus is a thing I've never actually properly looked into beyond the nine-year-old me asking, "Was he yeah. real or was he not?" Yeah, the 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 very few things I do know about Santa Claus, and this is your opportunity to uh, Google it and actually provide us with some real information. <laughs> um, the only things I know is that there is a whole business set up in Lapland that you can take your kids to and have the whole Santa experience, like you know, riding in the sleigh pulled by reindeers, not through the sky, obviously, oh. uh, but you know. Um, through a, a like a forest in fucking Finland or something. Yeah, uh, Finland is always like when I was growing up, Finland was where I was like he lives in the North Pole. Yeah, that's where his. But Finland is basically the North Pole anyway, so. It, like, isn't it like his his workshop and everything? That's all out of the North Pole. Yeah, but yeah. He lives it's, in Finland. Yeah, because Lapland is uh, in Finland. Oh, is it? Yeah, Lapland, oh, Lapland is, is the most yeah. northern part of Finland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with, within the Arctic Circle, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, there there is literally a, there is you know several resorts in Lapland where you can get the whole Santa experience, and Canada as well as the US, I think, have both set up Santa's own postcode so that kids can send letters their letters to Santa and the mail services know exactly where to direct them to that's really fucking cool yeah I think the postcode is H0H0H0 oh my god yeah that's so fucking good yeah if that doesn't fill you with some kind of happiness you are a cunt (laughs) um I you know that Santa used to be green until Coca-Cola existed, except that it's is, complete That is complete bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, it's annoying because a recurring theme on this podcast has been me being really angry at school for misleading me. <laughs> but that's a thing that my fucking teacher taught me when I was like eight or something. And I, I, I was so fascinated by... I've always been really interested in things... <laughs> I don't know how like primitive and, and childlike this makes me seem, but things that are just different colors than what they should be. Like, I think it's so fucking cool that in Star Wars the Sith have red lightsabers, but the Jedi have blue or green lightsabers, mm. or in Mace Windu's case, a purple lightsaber. Yeah. I think that's the coolest fucking thing that they come in different colors. Like that's fucking sick. Like I don't know. There's something so much cooler about a white PlayStation controller because mm. it's kind of almost abstract it's not the norm and it's not something that you can um it's it's like almost like not quite rebellious but it's very mm. unique and different and and that's that's always been like so cool to me i used to always at any chance i got went coloring in i used to always color things a different color to what mm. they were so i made a green santa and uh everyone was like oh santa's not green and the teacher was like actually he used to be green until Coca-Cola changed him red. And I was like, yeah, so fuck all of you. But then it turned out that she was a liar. And um, yeah. whether or not she did spare my feelings, I deserved to be grilled for <laughs> colouring him the wrong colour by trying to be edgy. So, yeah. yeah, he wasn't ever green at all. 
Well, no, he could have been great yeah. at some point, but it fucking yeah. wasn't called um, The BBC claimed that it was uh, it's based off the Bishop of Myra in the fourth century. Yeah, that's it's right. Red and, red and white hues of traditional bishop robes. That's in that's modern day Turkey. Mm, um, that is yeah. Two hundred eight. <laughs> 280 AD, 280 AD, um, yeah. which reminds me, uh, Kendrick Lamar um, put in a copyright claim on one of my Midnight Hour episodes. Really? So that's no longer available. It's good to know Kendrick Lamar listens to the Midnight Hour. Yeah, that's one of the things, by the way, for all you people um, who think, I, I don't think anyone who listens to the Midnight Hour thinks that I make any money from the Midnight Hour, but if there's mm. anyone out there who thinks that I do, I fucking don't. The amount, <laughs> amount of songs I've used... <laughs> Without, like, any, you know, I just, I'm like, oh, I like this song, yeah. I'll put this in the episode. And then the person who sings the song is like, nah. Nah, not allowed that one. Yeah. And even if you did make anything off the Midnight Hour, it would be pennies. Mm-hmm. Pennies. Yeah, legitimately. The real money is in likes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've made millions for <laughs> Actually, something I should have said at the start of the video was please hit the like button on this because not only is it the 50th episode, but the fucking viewers for this series have gone so far down that it makes me wonder uh, if I'm really making it for that many people at all. So, you know, I I I, I personally am gonna say that it's all the fault of the viewers and nothing to do with the fact that we haven't uploaded a regular episode. On a regular schedule. I think it is obvious. For the last year and a half. We have done our utmost at every we, opportunity to upload. We literally take time out of our semi-busy schedules. Sometimes we take minutes at a time. Yeah, to research these things. Per month. Literally. Exactly. So, please, in the spirit of Christmas, yeah, like this video. Yeah. Uh, unless, unless you hate Santa. Yeah, or you, unless you hate your mom. Yeah. It's the only thing. One like equals one respect for Santa exactly. and your mum. <laughs> Shit just got real. <laughs> um, what are the, uh, what are Where the, are we going with that? What's, I don't know. Just I, I just I want people to like the video. I really want to know people are out there. And I know yeah. it's a show that you listen to and you just turn off you do something else and I fully get that and that's fine and I love that I can be a part of your day where you think that this is a thing that you should be listening to even if it's not getting your full attention I'm fine yeah. with that because there are plenty of podcasts because we do to. chat shit as well we do this is the Christmas episode that started out about sleep paralysis and tied dreams into memories into Christmas yeah. and I think that is why we deserve a life <laughs> <laughs> because to be honest with you, you will not get this anywhere else. This is the best podcast in the entire multiverse. And I oh, think wow. that is undeniably yeah. a fact. And don't forget that next year when Warner Brothers release Santa vs. Batman, the, fa- the, uh, the fan fiction, just remember that it started here. Yeah, exactly. Don't you forget. Yeah. Um, so about St. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Good old St. Nick. One of the best
best known stories of St. Nicholas is that he was actually involved in the saving of poor sisters from being sold into slavery or prostitution by their father. Fucking hell. <laughs> this is this has gone an incredibly fun direction. Yeah. Thank you. Um Yeah, so he provided them with a dowry so that they could never be married. Or no, so that they could be married. What's a dowry? Hold on. I have no idea. Uh like, a dowry is a like... transfer of parental property at the marriage of a daughter. Okay. Okay. So he provided them with that so that they could be married and if they were married obviously they couldn't be sold into slavery or prostitution. Mm. Jesus man, women were treated like fucking shit back in that's in eighty yeah. as well. That's only like, yeah. you know, that's like two thousand years ago. Um, but yeah, over the course of many years, Nicholas's popularity spread, and he became known as the protector of children and sailors, which makes sense because there were so many sailors mentioned in the story up to that point. His feast day is celebrated on the anniversary of his death, December sixth. That's right. I think. Um, do you know anything about Christmas in Germany? Uh, don't they exchange gifts on the sixth of November or December in Germany? I am not familiar with that fact. I have a feeling there's something to do with the 6th of December in Germany. Um, I have a big feeling that that's the date that they exchange gifts in Germany. And if we were a credible podcast... <laughs> we would we know these things. Yeah, we would have looked this shit up before we started recording, but instead we're just winging it and Saint hoping that... St. Nicholas Day is the December 6th in Germany. And a big part of Christmas celebrations in Germany is the Advent... Hang on, I'm I'm trying to read and bring you the short version of this. <laughs> I know that's what I was trying to do with the Saint Nicholas thing as well, but it was so obvious that I was reading. December twenty, December sixth is Nicholas in Saint Nicholas's Day, and Der Nikolaus brings some small gifts such as sweets and chocolate to the children. It comes in the night gifts. between the fifth and sixth and puts the presents into the shoes of the children. They usually place them by their doors on the previous evening. There you go. Get in. You know what? My German teacher taught me that in one day in Germany is, when I was in second impressive. year. And I remember that. And I don't remember a single fucking word <laughs> of the German language that we would have went over and over before exam. I passed my exams in German. <laughs> but I remember this over any... It just Education is such a fucking con. Like, <laughs> it's such an absolute bullshit method of defining someone's... You know, like exceptional aptitudes or mm. uh, what they excel at, what they should be doing. It's a fucking game of just learning shit that you can spit out a month later and never remember ever again. And yeah. that is why I'm out of education. Also, I'm too old. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy though, isn't it? Like, isn't that so ridiculous? That is nuts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the original, um, the origin story of St. Nicholas. Uh, I guess because his death was sort of celebrated with that anniversary, people began exchanging gifts. But I kind of feel like the exchanging of gifts came from a pagan tradition too. Because mm. I know that um, in the 17th century, uh, people in Germany decided to do the whole Christmas tree thing, which again mm. comes from a pagan tradition of... Um, having greenery in your house during the winter, which I don't really know what the logic behind that would have been. Um, why is that a pagan tradition to have greenery? I get why is it a Christian? Tradition? Greenery? Well, I'm I based on absolutely no knowledge of pagan traditions. 
I'd make the assumption that it's because you know color is a powerful thing in the human psyche. Um, I've actually been I'm actually doing my FYP on color and uh, emotion um, for fit in film. And uh, green is just that kind of color. Green is the human eye is most receptive to the color green. Really? Yeah. I would have said um, blue. I don't know why. Well, you know, it has a uh, it has a lot to do with um, foliage and stuff like that. Very receptive to the color green because obviously it, it's you know it's the natural foliage that's always been around us. That actually makes sense. Um, and plus, actually, I know for a fact that blue is not even a color in some places and it mm. wasn't blue wasn't actually um set apart as a color until mm. like really 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 recently in terms yeah. of the actual yeah like yeah green blue used to be lumped in with green they used to be essentially the same color mm-hmm. which is but yeah so like green and i'm just assuming that you know it's kind of the embodiment of you know life you know trees grass bushes all of that it's kind of the embodiment of life and bringing it in during the winter months when obviously all of that kind of disappears would you know we were saying about you know how dire things get in the winter yeah especially back then so i suppose that would that is kind of a form of bringing that kind of thing back into their lives and back into their homes i I, I don't know that's just a theory i don't know if i'm completely bullshitting there but it makes sense in my head that's what i love though i i fucking love just theorizing and hypothesizing and like i don't know i that's a really good like no you've presented that in an intelligent way it's Uh. it's it's a calculated estimation um, even if it did just come to you, it's an instinctive mm. sort of um, explanation and stuff. Like, if you tell that to someone, they will well believe that. Probably. You know what I mean? That's probably why so much false information gets spread. Yeah, yeah. Um, Idiots yeah. like me. Um, but, the, um, but Christmas presents, um, apparently in pre-Christian Rome, emperors compelled their most despised citizens to bring offerings and gifts during the Saturnalia, another which of the Saturnalia is a Roman holiday in December. Another one of which the which Christianity has, I was going to say bastardized, but I, I think repackaged ah, nice. uh, along with paganism. Yeah. Uh, the the pagan uh, kind of winter solstice uh, to create Christmas, um, and that kind of formed through um, this ritual expanded to gift giving among the general populace in the Roman within the Roman Empire, and then the Catholic Church, bringing it in as a custom, a Christian custom. Well, that makes sense. Rome uh, g- gift song. giving in the uh, in the name of Saint Nicholas. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, like Saint Nicholas first ever started appearing in pop culture in America in December seventeen seventy three and seventeen seventy four, because. A New York newspaper reported that groups of Dutch families had gathered to honor the anniversary of his death. <laughs> Which um, I know that isn't a Chris Kindle or whatever that is. That's mm. a Dutch term, isn't it? Yes. Is Chris Kindle the Dutch for Chris Kringle? That's the actual thing. Yeah, yeah. we call it Chris Kindle here. Really? Yeah. I well, <laughs> I used to always call it Chris Kringle. Yeah. And then people, when I moved to Dublin. Uh, when I was about nine, people were just like, "Why are you saying Chris Kring- Chris Kringle? It's Chris Kindle." So they are so wrong. <laughs> I you find stuff like that when you yeah. move from town to town. The the words that people give to things, mm. like it's like tig and tag, like 
are you familiar with that thing? I think I've heard it before, yeah. If you there's like a map, uh there's like a TIG tag map uh of the UK that shows what areas say TIG and what areas say tag for for the same thing, but it's mm. it it reminds me of like yeah, I have lots of stories about stuff like that. Yeah. And and being young and being like, "No, you're wrong. Why do you think it's <laughs> like this, you alien?" But yeah, um we uh we're actually doing it in work this year. Uh I say this year, it's my first Christmas there. But um we're doing uh Chris Kindle. Yeah, everyone in Ireland calls it Chris Kindle, mm. or at least everyone in Dublin does. But yeah, I used to call it Chris Kringle, so that's it. I'm sure that's a Dutch thing. Yeah, Dutch or Germanic anyway. Right, yeah. That's cool. But Dutch is just drunk German anyway, so That's true, yeah. <laughs> Dutch is like, How can we make this harder? Let's 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 get drunk and take all of our favourite words from both uh, English and German and just mash them all together. You know, um, I was gonna make this video. Um, that was it was gonna be like the evolution of the midnight hour intros because mm. to be fair, probably the best thing about the show is the intros. Um, but uh, I, like it used to just be me saying what's going on, guys, to the backdrop mm. of this uh, track that I actually made. My friend made the track that, if you go back and listen to episode one of the Midnight Hour, it's like a bass-heavy sort of industrial hip-hop beat, almost. Mm. And um, I, my friend Kieran made it, because one day I messaged him, and I was like, dude, I want to use this. There's a Nine Inch Nails song called Me, I'm Not. And I was like, mm. I want to use this as my... I want to talk over this track in every video. How can I do this without copyright infringement? And he just made that beat in like five minutes and messaged it to me. He's so fucking good, at actually. Like he's just great. But um, that was the intro back then. And then I forget where it started, but we like we started adding in, you know, scary quotes or yeah. weird like. Just you say you say we. I I can get none of the credit. That's absolutely none of the credit. I just rock up uh, until now, mostly drunk. <laughs> Um and record whenever possible. Today I'm the one drinking. Yeah. And I need another one. But um, yeah, and then it started evolving into like crazy dark themes. And more recently, it's actually just been tracks, mm. um, from like songs that I like and stuff. But yeah, I was gonna make that. Um, this is such a long-winded story for what it is. <laughs> but um, the episode we did about travel was it called traveling to the no time travel and the future. Yeah. Um, I think it was that episode. You were saying that I think it was that Danish and German are actually really similar. Um, yeah. But there was quite a few it's, comments. It's Dutch that were and like, German. Yeah. You have no idea what you're talking about. They're not similar at all. And, and I was reading. I was like, Jesus, a lot of vitriol going on. Yeah. You really offended some people that time. I was like, Oh, oh, that's that's scary. Try to imagine a house that's not a home. And I'll try to imagine a Christmas all alone That's where I'll be since you left me I got no place, no place to go oh, Emptiness and loneliness My tears dry on their own It'll be lonely this Christmas without you
We interrupt this in... programming to give you more programming. <laughs> <laughs> With new guests. Jack Brown and Luke Moore, yeah. With more of the new old guests. So far uh, there's no evidence to support the fact that Jack Brown and Luke Moore are even here. Yeah. I am here. <laughs> okay, that's great. I'm not. What's your favourite Christmas movie, Jack Brown? Um... Bearing in mind, there's only one typing. right answer. He's actually googling what is my favorite. Christmas. I'm not. That wasn't me typing. <laughs> it's me what typing. What does happen if you type in what is my favorite Christmas? What <laughs> is my favorite? Independence Day. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with that. I've watched that around Christmas time before. It's not a movie you watch around Christmas time. Is that all it takes for it to become a Christmas movie? Is it something that you watch yeah. around Christmas? Usually, watch something like Finding Nemo's on TV or something. That's pretty good. The Exorcist. Yeah. Favourite Christmas movie. I watch it every Christmas Eve. <laughs> With the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns. No. That is Christmassy, isn't it? Yeah, it's on the list of top 50. Oh. Yeah, Batman, uh, Batman Returns takes place over Christmas, isn't it? It's a wonderful life. What's the actual answer? I don't know. <laughs> Elf, maybe? Elf's pretty good. Always Die Hard. It's Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard is the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, um... Well, don't ask me that if you don't really answer. No, I was asking what yours was. Jesus. I remember looking at you then. And I remember thinking of Christmas. It must have been made for us. Just turn on. This is the time of year you really need love. When it means so very, very much. So, anybody actually paying attention while listening may notice that we kind of cut off seemingly randomly, and this is now us returning perfectly on piste with what we were just saying. Uh, about? It sounded like a smooth transition with music to me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's um, that's my Segway voice. Uh, I just, I just, you know, I just ride around central London on a Segway talking to people. 
But this time of year, you fly around on a sled. Is that correct? Yes. This this time of year, I uh, actually that reminds me. There is a fantastic website, um, and I, I don't think enough people. I think enough people know about this for it to be. It almost be pointless for me to mention it, but I also don't think enough people know about it anyway. If that makes sense. Not Pl- really. You could be talking pe- about Amazon. Plenty of people know about it, but not enough people. Not enough of the right people know about it. Oh. There is a website where you can, on Christmas Eve, you can log on to this website and you can track Santa as he makes his way around the world, handing out presents. That's pretty sick. You can live. You can live track Santa. Obviously. Um, I'm not sure. Obviously, I don't think the website the website doesn't do anything um, until Christmas Eve. But on Christmas Eve, you can track Santa around the world, and it is bloody great. You get Christmas music, everything. That's it's, fan- it's fantastic. I, I have I have nothing more. Would you say that it's? Oh my god! No. Go on, go on. Be a. Uh, Would be you cool. say that it's fantastic? <laughs> Oh wow, that's even worse than I thought it was going <laughs> to. That's literally the oh, worst that's... thing I've ever said out that's loud. That's impressively bad. And I've made jokes about things that I like. Yeah, that was bad. Um, <laughs> it's Friday uh, when we're recording this, and it's Friday mm. when you're listening to it. Hopefully, don't know, don't know what day it is when you're listening to this. Yeah. But um, I get the. I was saying this to Jack earlier. Um. When it's Friday, and like anyone who does a 9-to-5 thing, if you go to school every day, if you go to college every day, if you go to work every day, you'll know what I'm talking about here. From about 2, half 2 onwards on a just Friday after lunch. afternoon. Yeah, after lunch on a Friday afternoon, you are just fucking buzzing. Gone. Like, it is, it is like an unbelievable sort of rush that you get. And it lasts a long time for me. To the point where I don't actually ever really stop it until like 2am. Even when I'm wrecked and I'm like, oh, nice Friday night in with myself. Get to just relax, go to bed early. Never happens. <laughs> I'm just like so, oh, it's Friday. Um, so that ties into Christmas in absolutely no way. But um, Because you get that Christmas feeling when in the, in the lead up to Christmas and it comes up to it. And it's like you were saying earlier, no one's actually working. Everyone's working, but nobody's actually putting any real effort in. Yeah, Everything that's... suddenly becomes a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, that is that is a Friday afternoon. Like, that's what it's like. And you a whole do... lead up to Christmas, New Year's as well. At least in my job. All of the... Yeah, like, Christmas is like a weekend, but like, even the days in the week are a Friday. Mm. So, like, you always have something to look forward to in that regard. And it's really, really good. Yeah, and there's no other there's no other holiday like Christmas either. Yeah, exactly. There's no holiday that's really a holiday. You know, it's it's a time when you can get away with a surprising amount. In all honesty, like not in a bad way, but like you know, like we were speaking earlier and saying wearing a Christmas jumper to work. You were working in an office with a with us where it's required a suit and tie. You put on a Christmas jumper at Christmas time. Yeah. Hey, okay. You can probably sneak in jeans. Like, it's just that time of year where everything's kind of just more laid back. Yeah, it is. It's like there's something about it that just has this air. Like, like what I said earlier, there's just an atmosphere of unity and kind of 
just general nice everything is just nicer than it is and mm. that's something that do you think it's worth talking about the um quote war on christmas end quote and how that's such a load of bullshit or is it not even worth mentioning because it's i see i'm not i'm not even a massive a big a massive fan of christmas anymore like it it's just it's just another time of year it doesn't particularly bother me yeah um i don't see the fuss a lot of people really go to over it um it's a lot of expense for one day and it's kind of like okay it, yeah, but it happens every year and it's a hell of a lot to spend but war on christmas don't be doing don't be daft come on uh, it's, out. like everybody is sort of everyone has these pathological um i, I guess like sort of primal things that they for whatever reason are conservative about and Christmas has become one of them for mm. and it, it, like it seems to be mostly an American thing and that isn't me picking on America it's just I think Christmas in excess in general is more of an American thing um, and people do often bemoan the Americanization of holidays which like actually that fucking annoys me too yeah. but um, I feel like complaining about the war on Christmas is something that usually comes from the American right wing, like Bill O'Reilly and those types of people, just have this notion in their head that the Muslims are offended over Christmas. But you do see it in Ireland and the UK too, and you always hear stories of um, of Indians um, because I think England has a huge Indian population, mm. um, and there's a fairly big Indian population in Ireland too. Um, so you hear stories of Indians saying, oh, don't call it Christmas. Christmas offends me. I'm not a Christian and stuff. There's no documented case of that ever having happened. Like, no, no Indian has ever fucking said that. That's complete bollocks. People are really tolerant of other people's traditions, yeah. I think you'll find. Especially at Christmas. I, I think, like, Christmas is the one thing that has a worldwide unified pass. Like... It's the one thing where, no matter what religion you are, you can accept that Christmas is a thing and that it is largely non-religious. Like, let's be honest, it, it doesn't really have a whole lot of religious impact anymore. It's not a religious mm. holiday as such. It's no. just, a, it, like, it almost is the pagan implication of what it previously was. And that's why no one has ever said that. No one's ever been offended by it. it like, it's sort of like white people complaining about racism or whatever. It's like... You you have the one thing that's just universally accepted as the thing, and if a few people complain about that, you're going all crazy about it, when in reality mm. it's one of the most protected institutions in the Western world, is Christmas, because it absolutely is, and it's celebrated with such excess that to imply that in some way it's being taken away from you is just ludicrous and not even worthy of a response, yeah. which is why I was like, should we even talk about it? But um, Yeah. Christmas Christmas hasn't been a celebration of Jesus's birth to I would I would be willing to say 90% of the population for a good 10 15 years now. Yeah, if not yeah, if, if not longer, you so, know, if yeah. not dating back, you know. A lot of people beginning do of, still beginning go of the 20th to, century. Like Christmas mass is still a pretty big Oh yeah, midnight mass is still a thing. Um but I would, you know, those are people are definitely in the minority. Yeah, I think so. Um Christmas isn't a time to Christmas isn't... I've never been taught that Christmas is a time to... Um, uh, how do I phrase this? Uh, be extra religious, essentially. Oh, I fucking uh, Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's just Ireland, really, isn't it? Yeah, no, 
um, you're kind of you're kind of um, buggered with that one, yeah, 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 rampant Catholicism, um, <laughs> especially at Christmas. Yeah. Um, but you know, living in living in England, living in London, it's never been Christmases exclusively. It's an, it's if anything, it's a time of inclusion, like. It is a time of inclusion, and like I said, a goodwill to all men is all about love each other, do good by each other, don't be a dick. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. no, there is no more of a time of year than those three. Like those kind of things are the mantra. There's even like I work on a helpline in work, and the, like the angry people are less angry, and so many more yeah. calls end with like "Have a good Christmas" when you when you get to Christmas and stuff. Like, people are just nicer. And, like, it's so good as well. It's like it's just embedded in your psyche that it's, yeah, it'll just be nice to people. I had this about five years ago. No, even longer. Probably about six years ago. I used to um, work in this job that I really didn't like. Um, But I remember I used to have to walk. No, I used to get a bus from the south side of Dublin to the center of Dublin to get a bus to the north side because I live on the north side, and um, walking through the centre of Dublin, in general, I don't really like the centre of Dublin, you can walk there any night of the week, you'll see loads of crazy people, you'll see loads of drug addicts, you'll see loads of homeless Mm -hmm. people, like, it's not really a fulfilling or nice experience in any way, but um, there's this, there's several bridges in Dublin where homeless people sit, and um, at Christmas time, people walk past them, and they put money in their cups, and Mm. like, the homeless people get lots of money from, like, people are just so much more generous because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's Christmas. I don't want to see anyone stuff yeah. at Christmas and stuff. And it's really nice. It just makes you feel good, like, yeah. to see that and stuff. And yeah, and I'm actually kind of guilty of of, uh, of capitalizing on that, the, the, you know. And Do you sit on a bridge? With yeah, 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 yeah. Just, that's why I grew a beard, actually. I just... Uh, <laughs> go and get a cup of coffee in the morning and once I've finished it sit there and just shake it at people um, <laughs> but no someone um, when we spoke when we spoke about the fact that I'd done World Challenge and you know World Challenge is something where you're meant to raise the money yourself mm. um, and I did it um, pack, standing I was one of those bastards that stood at the end of the till in the supermarket and offered to pack your bags for you yeah yeah um, I've done that before too yeah and someone in the comments said you know um, I'm doing it. Is there anything you suggest? And I and I've said and I stand by this. If you're doing it, Christmas is here. Go to a supermarket, put a Santa hat on, and stand at the end of the till and pack their bags for them, people's bags for them. Like do it, especially in I'm going to say the more upmarket supermarkets, so like M&S or Waitrose. Or if you can get it in there, Super Quinn in Ireland. Yeah. Somewhere that's a little bit more upmarket, as it were, people will just throw money at you. Be chipper, wear a Santa hat, be really friendly. It's just that time of year where people throw money at you. It's unreal. It yeah. really is. Did you know that um, the idea of Santa Claus coming to your house and stuff is largely attributed to a man called Clement Clark Moore? who was a poet, and he wrote this poem in 1837. Mm. Clement Clark Moore was... Hold on a minute. You see, 
I was really worried when you started this that it was going to go into something Batman related again. <laughs> but then you said Clement Clark Moore, and I was like, is this a Clark Kent Superman reference? I, I went on I'm, to... Uh, I'm really struggling to to see where he's going with this. Everyone actually knows this story, they just don't know that they know it. But I just went on <laughs> Clement Clark Moore's Wikipedia page, and you know the way Wikipedia page is like, it's like this person was a blah 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 who did a blah 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 blah, and I saw the picture and I was like, Clement is not always a man's name. No. And the picture looks like it could be fucking anything. <laughs> I was searching Wikipedia for a his or a he. Oh, that's um, definitely a hey. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It it is a man. But a very emaciated woman. He wrote this poem that you all know. It starts well. You all know the first two lines. Twas the night before Christmas. Christmas. We went all through, the through the house. Not a creature was stirring. Not even a mouse. So that poem is the first ever documented story or novelization of Santa Claus being the guy who comes to your house and leaves presents. Mm. Um, which I find fucking baffling to learn because not only has this guy decided. Yeah, St. Nicholas, he comes to your house and gives you presents, but he's also named all the fucking reindeers in the park. <laughs> so he's properly... If, if if what I've just read is true... Well and truly, yeah, the, father this guy has, the father yeah, of Christmas. Yeah, Clement... Whatever it was. Clement Clark Moore. Clement Clark Moore is the inventor um, and perpetrator of the Christmas myth. Perpetrator. <laughs> I don't know. I've had, like... I've had, yeah, it's... Yeah, perpetrator. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that poem is really long, and mm. I. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, "Happy Christmas to all, and to all, and a, good all a good night." Yeah, pretty cool. Um, but yeah. that is apparently, allegedly, the first account of Santa being the guy that comes and leaves the presents for you. So huh. that's pretty cool. It's not really that old yeah. either, but no. I love that that guy legit went out of his way to make up names for reindeer, which only yeah. happened to rhyme because he was writing a poem, by the way. Yeah. So, there you go. But um, I have some interesting facts about Christmas that I found on a list. I have also got an interesting fact or two Shall about Christmas that I have found on possibly the same list. I hope not. Does your <laughs> website begin with an or? No. Ah, oh, perfect. Let's yeah, have a excellent. fact off. Great. All right. Um, you go first. I I have found one, or there is one that has caught my eye. The Viking god Odin is one precursor of modern Santa Claus. No. According to myth, Odin rode his flying horse, who had eight legs. In the winter, Odin gave out both gifts and punishments, and children would fill their boots or stockings with treats for the flying egg-legged horse. Wow, that's pretty uh, concise. Like that is that makes yeah. sense. That, yeah, that fits in there properly. That's yeah, that's a that's a that's a fact, or maybe a lie. I'm really not sure. Are you imagining what an eight-legged horse would look like? Yeah. Yep, absolutely terrifying. Yeah, that's I'm imagining I'm imagining it not like the horse has got legs all in a row, but more like tentacles. Yeah, I I think um, anything in the world is fine. I can deal with anything, right? If there is a tarantula in this room right now, I can deal with it. It's fine. Similarly, if there is a butterfly in this room, I can more than anything deal with it. That's fine. Mm. If there's a million of something, anything, 
it's terrifying. Yeah. If there's a million butterflies somewhere, that's really terrifying. When anything is more than what it should be. Yeah, if there's an inordinate amount of something. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And a horse with eight legs is fucking scary. I'm just not okay with imagining that. So, Odin gets a thumbs down from me. (laughs) Odin was a guardian force in Final Fantasy VIII. Mm. You have to go to that island. Shout out to anyone who played that game. My first fact... Norwegian scientists have hypothesized that Rudolph's red nose is probably the... Oh, fuck off. I'm that one out. The Germans made the first artificial Christmas... I already fucking said that. God damn it, randomhistory.com. Uh, each year, more than 3 billion Christmas cards are sent in the US alone. Goodness gracious. That's bullshit. That's literally a lie. <laughs> hold on, that's not right. What's... Okay, hold on. Population so, wait, how how many how many uh, how many Christmas cards did you say? Three billion. Three billion. Right, there's three point one eight million. A billion is a thousand million. Mm-hmm. For there are three hundred and eighteen million people in America, and there are three billion Christmas cards sent in the U.S. alone. <laughs> a billion is a thousand million. So each person in America is sending a thousand fucking Christmas cards, are they? Wait, the isn't fuck off? Isn't the uh? Isn't the uh, what's it called? Shit. Hold on. Three billion. Isn't the isn't the American billion a hundred million? No, the American billion is a thousand million, and the British billion is a billion billion. But when it comes oh. to currency, a billion is is a billion. Is a thousand million always? Yeah. Um, but three billion has nine zeros, correct? Yes. Okay, three thousand million divided by three hundred and eighteen million gives you wait that only gives you 9.4 how does that make any sense I am confused I believe that the average American sends 9 Christmas cards I'm so yeah. sorry I'm so <laughs> fucking bad at maths <laughs> I'm just you're a fact it's your turn my fact a finished Christmas tradition is to have porridge for lunch with an almond hidden inside. The person who <laughs> finds the almond sings a song. <laughs> ah, yes. This fact always finds a way to come back into my life. Yeah. You're, that's, um, that's... The website that you're reading this off is bullshit. I know, it's so ridiculous. That's just not true. <laughs> That's just not a thing that anyone does. The facts of this website are wonderfully bullshit. Um, in AD 350, why does that not say 350 AD? Pope Julius I, Bishop of Rome, proclaimed December 25th the official celebration date for the birthday of Christ. This says interesting. This is not interesting. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm starting to think that there's no actual interesting facts about Christmas. It's a very, like, between me and you, the makers of this podcast, it's a very generic topic. <laughs> Either that or just just whoever makes Christmas-based facts lists really does not understand the use of the word interesting. I've got a great one. Or fun. Santa's sleigh... 
does not travel at the speed of light. Despite right. what you might think about Santa's ability to visit every good boy and girl's home in the world in one night, it's not as astronomical of a feat as you might think. Um, is this just to get everywhere in one night, or is this... Do you know what this website says? Yeah, well... And I'm going to try and stay as calm as possible while I'm <laughs> reading this. His sleigh would only have to travel at 99.999999% of the speed of light. Fuck absolutely off <sighs> with that fucking pedantic bullshit, you fucking wankers. Uh, of, of course it's easier to travel that fast than it is at the speed of light, because it's impossible to travel at the speed of light. What? Like... Apart from, you know, light. You know, like, some dickhead had to fucking... Like, I just can't... I don't know. I don't know. (sighs) Read me another fact. Your facts are way more fucking interesting, because they... The thing I like about your facts is that I don't know if they're made up. I don't know if you're reading from The Onion or... Christmas trees were first decorated with foods such as apples, nuts, and beetroot. (laughs) That is why every year at Christmas time, Russell (laughs) Crowe... Russell Crowe dresses up as Santa Claus in the traditional green because Russell Crowe does not believe in (laughs) Coca-Cola. And he runs around Sydney handing out beetroots to children. And fights anyone who doesn't believe. From his farm. That's a true fact. That is... I've heard that that's true. Yeah. So... I've definitely heard that that's a thing. Yeah. No, definitely. Um... I can't... I've... Nothing to refute that claim. I don't think anyone anywhere does. I think that it's a solid, understood yeah. fact about. Yeah. yeah, definitely. What is what does your website begin with? Um, this one is now kidsplayandcreate.com. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Although I do know another fun Christmas fact that uh, I mentioned to you earlier, but I don't think I said it on the podcast, is that the Christmas tree that goes up in Trafalgar Square every year is a gift from Norway to Britain as a thank you for our help in World War Two that we gave them. All that help that we gave them, which was, if you really look at it, was none. Um, <laughs> if you know anything about World War Two, Russia won the war for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We've all conveniently painted over. Yeah, because Russia are willing to tell everyone to go fuck themselves and do the extreme shit that nobody else is. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but do you know what percentage of Nazis were killed by Russians? It was, was it something like 70-odd percent? It's 80 to 90 percent. Jesus. Like, talk about a fucking demolition job. Hmm. I well, I mean, let's not forget that the Russians did literally just throw people. Yeah. See, like... In yeah, huge quantities. Everyone has this idea that Hitler lost to the Russians because he didn't know how weather worked. It wasn't the yeah. Russian winter that killed the Nazis. It was the Russian soldiers. It was the metaphorical steamroller of Russian soldiers 
that crushed the German army like an ant. Like that is what it was akin to. This just this it was. I can't even remember. It was some. It was some ridiculous figure of people that they had and that they put forward during the World War Two. Yeah, they, and they, it's just. <sighs> it's just unreal. Hold on, for a second. I'm just after reading something that I have now lost. Did I read that or did I make it up? Um. So. On this website, mm. it says that the image of Santa Claus flying in a sleigh started in 1819 and was dreamt up by the same author who created the Headless Horseman, Washington Irving, which is interesting because on another website where I looked up the actual poem of mm. um, Not a Creature Was Stirring, Not Even a Mouse, yeah, it was attributed to Washington Irving. but I also read on Wikipedia that it was Clement Clark Moore so who actually wrote it I have no idea yeah it's strange hold on if you google twas the night before Christmas right a visit from St. Nicholas Author Clement Clark Moore in eighteen eighty three. They existed in the same time. They mm. were both around at the same time. So here it says Clement Clark Moore. But on one I looked up before it doesn't. I don't know if I think maybe I've just had too much to drink and this isn't mm-hmm. actually as confusing as it actually is. Santa will visit over 90 million homes on Christmas Eve. Delivering all those presents requires he goes at 186,282.4 miles per second. Fucking hell. There you go. No wonder Rudolph's nose is red. <laughs> No, it's because of Norwegian scientists deciding that it's a respiratory... Like, who fucking writes that shit? The same people that were like, oh, he actually doesn't go to speed of sound, he go, or to speed of light, he goes 99.9... Fuck absolutely off with yourself. Um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the Bruce Springsteen classic, actually has a truly depressing backstory. The guy who wrote it is a guy called James Gillespie, but... Um, mm. His middle name was Haven, James Haven Gillespie. Isn't James Haven, isn't that Angelina Jolie's brother? I have no idea. Um, but James Haven Gillespie was broke, jobless, and his brother had just died when he was asked to write a Christmas song. Jeez. Fucking hell. That's unbelievable. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and to all, yeah, no, that's fucking terrible. I, like, can you imagine actually writing a Christmas song and not like vomiting all over yourself no the, um, no I can't the killers write one every year and people still Christ. don't believe me when I say that they're a shit band <laughs> anything for that money train <laughs> what, yeah if you write a Christmas song you're pretty much sorted for life aren't you yeah what's your favourite Christmas song there was one on in Asda I was shopping in Asda today, um, 
Hang on, give me a second. I'm pretty sure it is by Mariah Carey. Oh, God. Yeah, All I Want for Christmas. Really? Yeah. That's a really popular one. I, I really like Mariah. Like, this is something... This is another one of, one of my many, many guilty pleasures. Bringing it back to the first episode. Yeah, I was just about to say. Um, Mariah Carey. I just have a thing for her. Not so much her voice, even. Just I'm just in love with her. She's, like, oddly kind of attractive. Yeah. And I don't think, like, and that's really like a stupid her. thing to say. In any context, she's obviously a beautiful woman. Yeah. Um, in terms of, I don't know, she's very kind of annoying and has this mm. reputation for being very annoying or whatever. But, yeah, she's... She's definitely a woman. <laughs> she she's she de- she's definitely a woman with a pulse. Yeah, I will not deny both that. both of my criteria. <laughs> no more questions. So, yeah. what's your favorite Christmas song? It's a tough one. Your favorite Christmas jingle. Um, I like. I think in terms of actual Christmas songs, like I actually think Fairy Tale New York is the best. Mm. Like I just think it's a very good song. If I wrote it, I would be really proud. I think it captures the sort of like Shane McGowan's narration in it of this like almost a. I don't know if if I've gathered this from the lyrics or if I've based it off my perception of Shane McGowan, but he seems like a very hard on his look alcoholic, and something about the Christmas spirit sort of rejuvenates him and not so much Christmas <laughs> spirit but the fact that he's found this girl at Christmas and they get obviously completely carried away and then it ends with like I could have been someone and she's like oh but so could any like I don't know I just think it's a mm. really good song in its own right and I just I really think it deserves yeah. its spot and I think the people who begrudge it like are just wrong It's it's one of those cases where it's like you know when people say the Beatles are overrated? Like that's mm-hmm. one of the only things you can say in the world about a subjective thing where you're literally you are wrong. wrong. You are absolutely wrong. And I think it's the same with that song. Like I just don't see how anyone can think that it's yeah. not amazing. Having said that though, there are several Christmas songs that are really good. Um I really like Blink One Eight Two's Christmas song. I won't be home for Christmas. There's there's a line in it where it's like and by the way, we would be closing the show with that song, but it's copyright <laughs> fucking Nightmare. protected. Um, there's a line in it where it's like, outside the carolers start to sing, I can't describe the joy they bring, because joy is something they don't bring me. <laughs> That's, I like that, sort of. But like, it's also a Christmassy feel. Like It's mm. angry about Christmas, but it reminds me of Christmas, so it's, mm-hmm. it fits the bill. Other than that... There was one made by a guy called Malcolm Middleton, who I think is a comedian, um, but it was called We're All Gonna Die, and it was kind of released as a joke. In fact, the last last year's Midnight Hour Christmas special ended with that song, if you want to mm. go back and listen to it and give me those views and the likes. Um, that's a cool song, but it's not really a Christmas song, it's more of a jokey song. Other than that, yeah, I think like in terms of you know the hardcore Christmas songs... I think Fairy Tale New York stands alone. Mm-hmm. It's a good question for the viewers, though, for the ones yeah. that are still here. Oh, yeah. What is your favourite Christmas song? For the ones that have made it this far. What's your favourite Christmas movie? I've, I'm have i sure I've said it before, and I will stand by the fact that it is... Um, and now my brain's gone blank as to the name of it. Uh, Jingle All The Way. 
Yes. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. It's it's just it's just got everything you could want from a Christmas movie. The correct answer is Die Hard, obviously. But naturally, naturally. See, that's also the best action movie of all time. So it's kind yeah. of got the whole thing locked down. But yeah, Jingle All the Way, Turbo Man, I fucking Turbo love Man. Movie. It's so good. Ugh. It like it makes me so sad that nerds hated Jake Lloyd and made him, you know, into a guy who has a DUI or whatever is wrong with him now, like, because he was Anakin and he wasn't good enough to be mm. the chosen one and nerds made him, like, ruin his life. He was really good in that movie and it's a really yeah. good movie. And, um, you know, the guy from next door in it, uh, what's yes. his name? Is yeah, he... I know the one you mean. Um... Howard. No, Howard is Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Uh, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Howard. Um, he's Ted? Ted, yes. Ted. Um, did you know that that's um, Lovejoy? It's the guy, or Troy McClure, I mean. Troy McClure, really? Yeah, it's the, it's the guy who does huh. his voice um, and several other, He got killed. Uh, oh, his yeah, wife shot him and he's dead. Jesus. Yeah. Um, also, he was Sylvester Stallone's best friend, I think. And Sylvester Stallone hates guns and is a complete anti-gun yeah. guy. But, uh, interesting. What a life. What a movie, though. Yeah. What a fucking great movie. And Sinbad is in it. Mm. And he's so good in it. It's such a great movie. Yeah, that's a great Christmas movie. And it does have everything. And it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. And he is just the man. Like, I yeah. think he is one of the coolest people in the world. And, like, always will be to me. Yeah. No, there's um there's a comedian called... um I, th- I think it's by... I think it's, it's a Bill Burr joke. Um... But he just talks about Arnold having been in the in the zone for the last forty years. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm sure I must have mentioned it on the podcast before, but you know, saying that he was this poor kid in an Austrian village who wanted to be a world famous bodybuilder. Yeah. So he became a world famous bodybuilder. He wanted to become a movie star. So he became a movie star. Yeah, that's like he, he's, one of the most like, ridiculously successful. Like with a with a very loose grasp on the English language. Yeah, but he became an English speaking like, movie star. He didn't just excel at what he did; he fucking killed it. Yeah, he was a millionaire when he was twenty one years old. Yeah, like he just and if you've ever seen, I don't know if you've ever seen any documentaries about him. Like his whole bodybuilding career is not really spoken about that often. Oh. But he did this thing where he like psychologically ruined one of his opponents. Oh, yeah. Like, he was so fucking clever. Like, Mm. he just had this... Like, some people just get it. Like, whatever they're doing in life, they've figured out a way to make it accessible and to, like, propel themselves into the thing that they like to become Mm -hmm. to a point where they master it. Like, what I was saying to you earlier about, you know, the Drake song, Hotline Blink? Yeah. That song is like a formula, like it's some kind of scientific creation that's designed to make people enjoy it. And that's what it does. Like it's mm-hmm. that thing, it makes people like it. And that's what people like Arnold Schwarzenegger do is they figure out a way to manipulate things so that they become like, you know, they like mm. it, they master it, they, I don't know. It, I read that, you know, do you know who Jomney Sun is, the Twitter guy? No. You've retweets turned off, don't you? Yes. 
so I retweet almost every everyone. Yeah. His, his gimmick is that he's an alien, um, and he's confused about the English language, and he his sentences are always typed like with spelling errors and stuff, yeah. and it's like his gimmick. But he's a fucking genius. The guy who runs the account is called Jonathan Sun, um, and I read an interview with him recently, and he said something like that, like it's okay to enjoy something but if you really really like something you become obsessed with it and you just want to do it yourself and you want to see what it's like to be able to do it and stuff and like that's what Schwarzenegger did he was yeah. like yeah this is what I like yeah. I'm going to become this good at it and he just fucking killed it and it's ridiculous mm-hmm. it's, it's nuts like it's absolutely nuts yeah I, I can't imagine like I don't know I've never really been one for dedicating that much of my time and energy towards one thing which is why I'm not a you know millionaire podcaster yeah. that's why most people aren't millionaires yeah it's true I yeah I, I kind of have that thought every now and then as well but um it's interesting to think about I guess mm-hmm. Jingle All The Way I think possibly fantastic film yeah it is it's so good it's criminally underrated on IMDB mm. too I've never seen um I, I haven't seen a lot of Christmas movies or uh, stuff like you know the Lion King and mm. like you know big movies like that or whatever, but I don't feel like any of them could get close to Jingle All the Way. No. In terms of how enjoyable they are to me, what is what is just what is, wonderful? What is a big blockbuster Christmas movie? Um, I have no idea. Uh, I only know the ironic one. Like, Die Hard. There's Miracle on... Oh, yeah, Miracle on Elf, Home Alone. <laughs> no, I don't know that one. I know Elf and I know Home Alone, but I've never heard of Miracle on Elf, Home Alone. Yeah, Love Actually. Is Love Actually... Is that the Hugh Grant one? Yeah. That's got that fucking guy in it. Um, The kid in it is a, an actor now. Nicholas yes, he's... Holt. He is, is Nicholas it? Holt, isn't he? Or was it... Is it not the kid that plays... Um, he's someone in Game of Thrones now. Joffrey, that guy. No, not Joffrey. He's a like a side character. I thought... Um, I thought it was Nicholas Holt was the kid. Yeah, Google knows. Yeah, Google knows all. The midnight hour, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. The, do you know what? People think we know things, but really we're just reading everything off of Google. We're so idiots. We don't know it's, it's definitely not Nicholas Holt. What's Nicholas Holt in then? Nicholas Holt is the kid in something. I guarantee you it. It's about a boy. Uh, He's in about a boy. It's the yeah. Hugh Grant one. Yeah. Yeah. The that other Hugh Grant one. Yeah. Whatever. I've never seen any of them. They're all the same <laughs> movie to me. That's fair, really, to be honest. Home Alone is decent, but Home Alone is just Die Hard, except it's for kids. Yeah, it, it actually is. It is literally the same storyline, if you think about it. It's Yeah. yeah. Um, Home Alone 2, New York, is pretty good. And they all went downhill after the first one, let's be honest. Do you not think that Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1? No. I think... I think it is... But I think only because I haven't seen it as much. <laughs> um, but Die Hard 3 is the best Die Hard movie. Yeah. I watched, I watched Die Hard 4 on a ferry in the middle of the Bay of Biscay. That's a good movie. And it is hilariously bad. 
it's like um, it's not quite Fast and Furious level of bad slash enjoyable, but no. I think Die Hard Four is enjoyable. Like, and I'm sorry if this spoils any part of it for anybody, but the part where the freeway blows up and the F-16 blows up and comes down the gap between the highway that he is falling down at a diagonal and the jet explodes behind him. Uh, it, it's just a wonderful piece of cinema. Well, it's based on a true story, so... Yeah. I don't really know what your problem it's, is. It's, based on, it's actually based on... Uh, it's based on the novelization of Jingle All The Way. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's based on uh, Bruce Willis's life. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to click this link that you've sent, which I assume is that's Bill that Murray. is yeah that is the um the stand up routine about Arnold being in the zone. I think this will play onto the actual podcast if I click it, so we that's can fair. listen to that for a few minutes. How long is it? Four minutes long. All my heroes are going down. I can't hear it. Schwarzenegger, another yeah, great man. To. Yeah, bastard. Another great man? Taken down by that gold digging whore of a maid he's got. And I'm not I'm not saying he's not a piece of shit for doing what he did. It was a piece of shit move. I've paused it. Mm. People will hate me for this, right? I really like Bill Burr. I think he's really funny and really talented. And the reason I don't listen to his stuff so much is because I find that he makes an awful lot of comments about women or transgender people yeah 20 seconds in and he's already blamed like Arnold Schwarzenegger being torn down by that piece of shit maid yeah I think it was his fault though <laughs> which he does acknowledge to be fair but yeah, yeah. I just thought that I would comment on that because yeah. but how come only he got chastised what about the maid why was she called the maid the, that entire story she was never called a whore ever <laughs> just boggled my mind she knew his wife, first name basis, played with their kids, fucked her husband in their own goddamn bed. That's right down the checklist. First ballot Hall of Fame whore. Right there. Never. Why do you think she hooked up with him? Because of that 1987 flat top he's still rocking? The giant space between his teeth, I could put this mic cord through? What do you think? Maybe it's all that kindergarten cop money laying around the goddamn bedroom. No, it's awful. It's a horrific thing to see as a guy, watching guys go through that shit, you know? And then there's no, there's no sort of examination of it. They just go, ah, he's an idiot. Hey, stupid. That guy's stupid. If that guy's stupid, what the fuck am I, right? <laughs> Does it even make sense? Why would you do that? Why would you accomplish all that and then fuck it up, hooking up with one of the ugliest human beings I've ever seen in my life? <laughs> Not saying I'm a prize. I'm just saying, you know? got to be something beyond that, right? You know what I think it is? I think it comes down to the way he talks. You know? <laughs> that dude should be unloading trucks in Transylvania. That should be, that should have been the height of his success. But because he's a great man, he had the balls to move to America. Became famous for lifting weights. I lift weights, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Have you ever heard Luce Moore's impression of Schwarzenegger? I can only imagine. It's exactly like Bill Burr. <laughs> um, you know what? Instead of listening to Bill Burr, we're going to listen to... Have you ever heard the Louis C.K. joke about mobile phones? 
No, I don't think so. It's... It's... Right, we're going to listen to it together. Okay. So we're going to sync this up properly, right? Okay. So I'm going to link you this. Link me the correct version. Yes. This is... this is We are great at podcast. Pause this at zero, 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 zero. Okay. Right. It is... It is paused. Okay. Now, wait till I get a beer. Okay. It's the 50th episode. <laughs> We're doing this together. Just like it started. Right. Um, I think this is gonna... This is definitely gonna have some kind of copyright protection, but YOLO. Yeah. Alright, um, on go, All right. we will click. Three, I'm ready. two, one, go. Some parents really struggle with, like, all the other kids have the, the terrible thing, so my kid has to... Yeah, let's let... you No, let your kid go and be a better example to the kids. They, she doesn't, just because the other stupid kids have phones doesn't mean that, okay, well, my kid has to be stupid, otherwise she'll feel weird. Right. You know, I, I think these things are toxic, I don't, especially for kids. It's just this thing. It's bad. And right. they, they don't look at people when they talk to them, and they don't build the empathy. You know, kids are mean, and it's because they're trying it out. They, they look at a kid, and they go, you're fat. And then they see the kid's face scrunch up, and they go, ooh, that doesn't feel good to make sure <laughs> do that. Right. But they, but they got to start with doing the mean thing. But when they write, you're fat, then they just go, hmm, that was fun. I like that. <laughs> so... Good. Yeah, exactly. You need the thing is, I you need to build an ability to just be yourself and not be doing something. That's what the phones yes. are taking away. Yes, is the ability to just sit there, like this. That's being a person, right? Yes. No one can. They gotta. Uh, you gotta check, because there, you know, underneath everything in your life, there's that thing, that empty, forever empty. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that. Yes. Yes. Yes, I. Yes, <laughs> yes I know that, what you're talking about. Just that knowledge that it's all for nothing and you're alone. You know, it's down there. And sometimes when things clear away, you're not watching it. You're in your car and you start going, "Oh no, here it comes that I am alone." Like it starts to visit on you. You know, just the sadness. Yes. Life is tremendously sad just by you know being in it. And so you're driving. And then you go, uh, that's why we text and drive. I look around, pretty much 100% of people driving are texting. Yes. And they're killing, everybody's murdering each other with <laughs> their cars. Yes. But people are willing to risk taking a life and ruining their own because they don't want to be alone for a second because it's so hard. I was in my car one time and a Bruce Springsteen song comes on. And it made me really sad. It's like Jungle, what's the one? Jungle Jungle Jungleland. Jungle, this one where he goes, Hurry! And he sounds far away. You know, it's like, that's, 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 half, that's half of them. Yeah, that's a lot of them. Should have come. No, he goes, yeah. yeah, exactly. And he's really far away sounding. Yeah. Can you do it with the reverb? Can you do it? No, they're not doing it. They're not right. trying to try it. So. Except for it was Springsteen. If it was you doing that, I would have been like, what the hell is that in my radio? <laughs> I did it just the same yes. as Bruce. And I heard it, and it gave me kind of like a fall back to school depression feeling. It made me really sad. Yeah. And I go, okay, I'm getting sad. I've got to get the phone and write hi to like 50 people. 
and then you know somebody cool writes back, and then somebody not as cool writes after, and I'm like, oh, f you, I'm not gonna. <laughs> somebody better. <laughs> but uh, hey, how come you didn't answer my text? <laughs> Because he well, wrote, he yeah. wrote first. That's right. <laughs> so, anyway, I started to get that sad feeling, and I was reaching for the phone. Then I said, "You know what? Don't. Just be sad. Just let the sadness stand in the way of it, and let it hit you like a truck." <laughs> and I f let it come and bruise, and I just started to feel, "Oh my God!" And I pulled over, and I just cried like a bitch. I cried so much. And, I, and it was beautiful. It was like this beautiful, it was just this, sadness is poetic. You're, you're lucky to live sad moments. And then I had happy feelings, because when you let yourself feel sad, yes. your body has like antibodies. It has happiness that comes. Rushing in. Rushing in to meet the sadness. So you're, I was grateful to feel sad, and then I met it with true, profound happiness. It was such a trip, you know, and the thing is, because we don't want that first bit of sad, yeah. we push it away with like a little phone third for the food, and you get you get a little kind of you never feel completely sad or completely happy. You right. just feel kind of satisfied with your product. Yes, and then you die. <laughs> so that's why I don't want to get a phone for my kids. That's what I'm. Is the greatest joke of all time. Like, it's so. I don't know. I don't even know if I agree with it or if he's right. But I just. There's really something there in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, it helps that the song Jungle Land by Bruce Springsteen is track 8 on Born to Run. It's 9 minutes and 48 seconds. Jesus. It features a sax solo um, by Clarence Clemens. <laughs> and it's like. If you read the lyrics to the song, it's basically a, a poem rather than a song, but mm. it happens to feature an incredible uh, instrumental around it and stuff. But um, it's a really harrowing song about how this guy gets shot down for being a rat and stuff. And he does actually have this really like harrowing sort of ah, thing in it. Um, I just find it, I don't know, it, it's a great joke. Mm. That's not quite a joke. It's more of like story. Yeah, or like an analyzation of what he believes to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's good things, though. Isn't how it? things are today. Um, but on a serious note, if Merry Christmas. <laughs> but if you if you if you feel like that kind of sadness on Christmas, like definitely definitely message somebody. Yeah. Because it's really worth it on Christmas. Like you like. You make up with old friends on Christmas with just, oh, happy Christmas. Oh, happy Christmas, man. Yeah. That was nice that he took the time to do that. Yeah, that's cool. Like, now we're all friends, that kind of thing. I don't know. I think it makes mm. a difference to people, and uh, it's an important thing to do. And if you know anyone who is, like, not treated very well or you're not sure if they have friends or not, send them a message at Christmas and just say happy Christmas. And the worst thing that happens is... They'll say Happy Christmas back. Or yeah. they'll block you and never talk to you again. And then you've just got a toxic person out of your life, and that's pretty good, really. Exactly. And all I it can't really ask for more. was a Happy Christmas message. Exactly. Which is why we're going to end this by saying Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Thank you for listening to us for 50 episodes. 
Yeah, and God knows how long this episode actually is. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows how long this episode is. It will still be going on next Christmas. Are you hanging up your stockings on the wall? It's the time that every Santa has a ball. Does he ride a red-nosed reindeer? Do a turn up on a sleigh? Do the fairies keep him so? Does your granny always tell ya that the old songs are the best? She be up and rock and rolling with the rest. So here it is, Merry Christmas. Everybody's having fun. Look to the future now. So.
Ugh. We're live. Oh god. The first can has been opened. <laughs> right. Oh god. And away we go, eh? I know you don't want to hear this because you've given mm. up a drink, but you know that feeling when you're just free to relax. Yeah. And you open a cold beer and take the first sip out of the can. Yeah, I I, I do kind of miss that feeling, mm. but. I'm also starting to get abs for the first time in my life, so that's kind of exciting. I'm gonna get abs. I'm gonna get absolutely fucking hammered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Alright. This is episode 50. Shit. You know what's funny? Is that it's actually only the 49th episode. (laughs) I skipped two ones because I thought it would be funny. (laughs) Wait, what one did you skip? I skipped 32 and 33, I think. Or 34 and 35, something like that. So does that not make this the 48th? Yes, but the World Cup one didn't count as an episode. Ah, okay. So, uh, uh, but they don't need to know that. <laughs> Nobody needs to know that. Right, let's, uh, let's just have, make this some... Where have all my fun Christmas facts gone? Yeah, I don't know where mine are either. They've melted like snowflakes on my tongue. <laughs> How sad. Um, <coughs> right. Um, yeah, let's just make this a really good episode. Yes. Let's go out there. Let's give it 110%. Yeah. Everybody's a winner if you try. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you want to do the intro for the 50th one? Why break, why break tradition now? I literally haven't done a single introduction. Christmas is a time about breaking tradition. That's really the opposite <laughs> of true. <laughs> Nothing I've ever said is further from the truth than that statement right there. That is that is almost as untrue as the tweet about Christmas Day. Yeah. You get that you talked to me about earlier. There is there is nothing true about what you just said. That's entirely true. Oh, lost in a maze of truth. I think I think you you know although although I'm sure everybody has come to realize that I appear on essentially every episode. It's it's nice to maintain the mystery. They know you're going to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm a loose cannon. I might be. I probably am. I might I, not be. There should really be an episode without me someday. Yeah, but who would record it? Yeah, that's the thing. Who would upload it to their channel? Yeah, that's the hard. Me, part. I have a channel. That's true. I mean, I don't, I don't upload videos to it ever, but but it, but it exists. Yeah, it, it's a thing. Yeah, no one can take that away from you. Apart from the US government, if they wanted. Yeah, and David Cameron, if I keep mentioning the fact that he stuck his willy in a pig's mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright. Let's do this. Did you know that even if you YouTube Elden Oro Nonti, it comes up with your channel? <laughs> How do you know this? And <laughs> why did you try and find this out? <laughs> Because I was thinking about creating a fake YouTube account <laughs> of yours uh, to upload the podcast that you don't appear on that I will record alone. Eldonoro. 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 Nonti, did you say? I, I just typed Nonti, yeah. It didn't bring up. It said no results for Eldonoro Nonti. This looks like a really good tweet right here. Just this screenshot. <laughs> This, look at this. Look at this. 
<laughs> you tweeted that. <laughs> oh shit, man! They deleted it. Oh man. Oh, fuck. Right, we can actually do this. We've been recording. I think but... I'm going to tweet this first. <laughs> this is one of those things where someone's going to have to go find that tweet and retweet it. Like, uh, I, I will find it. I will retweet it. I mean, after the fact as well. Oh, yeah. It's not like I... It's, you can probably find it easily online. It's not like I tweet anymore anyway. That's true. <laughs> I've got nothing interesting to say anymore. <laughs> I've gone from thinking everything I had had to say was interesting to knowing that nothing that I have to say is interesting in the slightest. I, I, I've gotten, like, I don't know, I've tapped into something in my brain that's made me able to tweet something every day somehow. It's the magic of Christmas. Yeah, that's what it is. 